Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Welcome back to the 16th I Thirst follow-up. Today, we'll speak about marriage. Now, marriage is between a man and a woman. This is why God has established it so in the book of Genesis. And this is why he made our bodies the way that they're supposed to be. And this is something that is attacked so, 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 so much. But again, from the Bible itself, right, a man will leave his family and cling to his wife, right, and they will become one flesh. So marriage is about becoming one flesh, and it's also becoming, in a certain sense, one soul. You're becoming one. You're becoming a unity. And here you're united so that you can get to heaven together and bring your children together to heaven. This is really the beauty of marriage. It's in a certain way very, very simple. It is in a certain way very clear because God made man and God made woman. He made their bodies to be what they are and they come together as one flesh and if it's not man and woman it can't come together as one flesh and this is what saint paul says that anything unnatural these things uh, we cannot do these are against the laws of god and so here we see that you know people can become very confused about this they can try to think of other ways but really the difficulties with regards to marriage are really solved very, very clearly when we think of, you know, why has God set it up this way? You know, we can never change what happens with um, basically the reproductive system that God has set up. The sperm and the egg will always be what they are, and you only can unite a sperm and an egg. That's just the way that it is. And people will try to worm their way around that, but they can't change the way their bodies are and this is very important to see that god has established these laws and we are not the lawmakers we follow the laws or we can not follow laws and there's just pain that we will experience and so here marriage is set up by god and it is such a beautiful thing that we have to see it functioning beautifully, naturally, and supernaturally. This is the importance of marriage. When we look at marriage, here the father is supposed to be a true father. The mother is supposed to be a holy mother. And the children are supposed to be beautiful spiritual children and spiritually obedient and always looking towards their parents in order to flourish. I mean, this is just the natural way to think about it. The whole thing about this world is it's trying to destroy fatherhood. It's trying to destroy true, beautiful masculinity by making people repulse at even the word masculinity. You can't even say the 
word without shivering, you know. Here, fatherhood, right, that's going to be something that people are just going to try to destroy. They just want to make people throw up if they hear the word fatherhood or throw up when they hear the word motherhood. But here we have the mother of God. We have the father who is the first person of the Trinity. These words are, we are supposed to imitate the fatherhood of God for men. And then here, the motherhood of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And here, these are the things that will constitute true masculinity and true femininity, true fatherhood and true motherhood. And until we can speak about these things just with peace and love, I mean, it's really difficult uh, to progress anywhere. And so here we see that fatherhood is something so beautiful. And here, what marriage does is it makes the man a father, basically. And with the woman, it makes her a mother. And this is where we really find that our humanity begins to find its perfection. Even if a man doesn't marry, for example, me, right? Or a woman doesn't marry because she becomes a nun or she's just single. Their motherhood, our fatherhood will be exercised in some way. And it needs to be exercised so that we will be fulfilled. God wants us to be fruitful, not just this unit, Right? So here, a priest is fruitful because he has many spiritual children. A woman is fruitful because she has many spiritual children. Right, A single man or a single woman, uh, because of whatever reason they don't get married, right? they will exercise their influence and have uh, spiritual children in some other way. Or here, they will exercise um, their masculinity or femininity in a way that uh, really spreads to other people by their strengths. And so here, it's really important to see that we can never lose the notion of father and the notion of mother. And these things really even help the spouses to love one another. So the primary end of marriage is children, therefore. This is a very hotly contested topic, and this is something really important to realize that a lot of people say the primary end of marriage is not the procreation of children. Um, it's actually the unity of the spouses. And now, of course, we have the unity of the spouses is something very important for marriage. But here, when you see that the product you know, of a marriage is going to be children, that's an immortal soul, right? The child is an immortal soul. That's much more than love between two people. Now, it doesn't mean that love is not important. It just means that here you have an immortal soul that's a separate being. And then you have the love, which is important between a man and a woman, but that's only a quality, right? An immortal soul, quality. A mortal soul, quality, right? This is much heavier, right? You have to educate and you have to bring up, you have to keep alive the child. That's a big responsibility. So here, the primary end of marriage is the salvation of this child's soul, right? Obviously, take care of the child in his body, in her body, and then, of course, in the soul, but that's really the whole purpose of marriage there. Then you have the next part, the friendship between the spouses, the love between the spouses, get each other to heaven, right? The whole purpose of the family is to get each other to heaven. And so here we see that the beauty of marriage is really to imitate the fatherhood of the father, to imitate the motherhood of the Blessed Virgin Mary, 
and really to get each other to heaven. Spouses get each other to heaven, and then here to get the children to heaven. And here, everything in order, right? And so here the father is the spiritual head of the family. He's supposed to be. Sometimes if that doesn't happen, the mother has to take that place. But here it's supposed to be the case that the father is the one that has the love for the faith and leads the family in prayer, leads the family to church, leads the family in everything. Otherwise, the man will be seen as weak, in spiritual matters and really that religion only becomes a feminine thing and so here we see that it's not in terms of being sexist it's not in terms of being you know just a male misogynist or something like this because people have different roles men have roles women have roles and it's just different right god has established these different things men and women are equal in their human nature but here in the family right you have to have somebody who is going to lead in different difficult matters, right? And here it's supposed to be the man. Sometimes that doesn't happen because sometimes there is no man, right? Um, but here, the way that it's supposed to be is that here, St. Joseph is still the head of the Holy Family. Even though Mary is more perfect than St. Joseph, she seeds um, you know, her even perfection to his, right? Because he is the natural head, as it were, as of the Holy Family. And so here you have beautiful humility, you have beautiful love, and here you just have a really important thing to remember that the family is the thing most attacked by Satan because it is really a little church. And we really have to see that Satan just hates the natural family. That's why he tries to create his own families, right? Some crazy things. And this is what we have to really be on the guard against is how come nobody is ever defending the beauty of the natural family, the family that has been set up by God. Instead, they're all trying to create some other things. And so here we have to really pray for the family. As Sister Lucia said, the child of Fatima, the last battle will be about the family. And here we just have to see all of the saints came from families. All of us, we came from families. A lot of them are broken, you know, some of them are not functioning very well. But here, God created the family so that we could get to heaven together as a family. And we all have to face our family sometime. So this is the beauty of marriage, that really we are trying to perfect each other, make each other saints. The husband's supposed to sacrifice himself like Jesus on the cross. The woman is supposed to love the husband like the bride, the church, loves Christ. And here, it's a really important thing to realize that, you know, when you think about women, they're like, I never want to be, you know, subservient to a man. You know, it's just when thinking about like who wouldn't be subservient to a man who would sacrifice everything that he is like Jesus on the cross. That's just something so beautiful. So we have to really see and pray for a true understanding of the family, that it's not dirtied by all of these you know, preconceptions and all of these wiles of Satan, etc. But we really see it in its true beauty that is created by God and not created by us. We did not create the family. God created the family. And we can't just think of things that we want to about the family, but we, again, see what God has taught us about the family and about how to be a proper 
man and a proper wife and a proper husband, a proper wife, a proper father, a proper mother, and even good children. So let us pray for the family, pray for the sacrament of marriage, that it may be a true sign, well, it is a true sign, that people may live up to it being a true sign of the love of Christ for the church and the church for Christ. Amen. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.